Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Happy Monday, and welcome uh, to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Uh, I am Jason Whitlock, and it's an awesome Monday afternoon, a great start to the week. Uh, I'm expecting to have uh, good news uh, later today, or at some point today. Uncle Jimmy uh, has been at the doctor's uh, office, a, a routine checkup. Uh, from his procedures and and we're expecting to get some uh, good news about his recovery uh, I, I think we can go ahead and reveal uh, Corey uh, Chris that uh, Uncle Jimmy's been transitioning and uh, When we come back, it'll be Aunt Jimmy uh, When he does return. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I don't I'm, <sighs> He'll be very upset with me for uh, saying that uh, but anyway on a serious note, we expect Uncle Jimmy to have some good news about his recovery. He's doing well. Uh, we're doing well, despite a disappointing weekend for myself and my Ball State Cardinals. I went home for homecoming and uh, got to spend time with some family and friends and got to go up to Ball State and watch my Cardinals play football. Got to walk around the new indoor uh, football facility and all that, but uh, we lost. Uh, to Miami of Ohio 24-17, and uh, that kind of put a cloud over the weekend. But it was still a good weekend. Uh, yeah, I got some good liquor in me, some good food in me, and, and got to spend time with friends. But more important about today, uh, I have a fantastic, awesome, awesome, fantastic show uh, planned for us today. Uh, Shamika Michelle will be on the show. Uh, probably about 30, 40 minutes. Uh, Leonidas Johnson, you guys remember Leonidas? He's going to join us uh, here a little bit before Shamika uh, because this fire that I'm going to start, we need a male and female voice. Uh, and, and so Leonidas and Shamika uh, will give us their takes. They'll try to keep the fire going after I, I, I start this blaze. Uh, this blaze is near and dear to my heart, this fire that I'm about to start. It's what, it's an extension of what we constantly talk about on this show. Uh, and, and some events happened, I believe, on Friday that, that kind of sparked uh, this conversation that we're going to have today. So if you guys are ready, I'm ready. Uh, I'm trying to give you some time to get into the chat. Hit that uh, subscribe button, hit the notifications button, hit the likes button, go to youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock, join the fearless army, put leave in the comments, leave in the live chat. 
I want to be inducted into the fearless army. I am man enough to join the fearless army. I'm woman enough to support these soldiers in the fearless army. Uh, so I've given you plenty of time. Uh, leave me a comment. I'll try to respond. Hop into the live chat. I'll try to respond uh, there as well. As I've told you guys, the people are like, is that really Whitlock with the Jason Whitlock signature or name in the in the live chat? And the, the little avatar is me in my Ball State football uniform. Hell yeah, that's me. Oh, damn it. I didn't mean to cuss. But yes, that's me. I start these fires and I like to engage and talk with you all while the fire's going. So again, I'm looking for recruits, I'm looking for soldiers, people man enough to be fearless army soldiers. And so let me provide you a little bit of inspiration with this fire starter. Men, we're the vaccine. An injection of masculine male energy can improve every problem plaguing America. We, men, we can flatten the curve overnight. Southwood High School in Louisiana, they took the jab earlier this month. After three straight days of on-campus violence and 23 students arrested, a group of 40 fathers injected themselves into the school. Guess what happened? The violence stopped the day dads on duty started walking the hallways and greeting students as they entered the building. Immediately, overnight, the vaccine works. CBS Evening News spotlighted the dads on Friday in a two-minute story. The story spread virally throughout the weekend. Even on masculinity-hostile Twitter, the story was well-received. It has 61,000 retweets, 160,000 likes, and more than 10 million views. For those of you that haven't seen it, let's take a look at the CBS story. Here's a highlight. Not many good news stories begin in such a bad news way. It happened last month here at Southwood High School in Shreveport, Louisiana. Plagued with violence. Over the course of three days, another fight. 23 students arrested for fighting. Massive police response. But strangely, there hasn't been another incident since perhaps in part because of this most unusual crisis intervention team. Nobody here has a degree in school counseling. No, no majors in criminal justice. No, no. Your qualifications are? We're dads. We decided the best people who can take care of our kids are who? For us. So Michael Lafitte started Dads on Duty. We're out doing what we do for our babies. A group of about 40 Southwood dads who now hang out at the school in shifts. Let's go. Today, any negative energy that enters the building has to run a gauntlet of good parenting. What's going on, buddy? You moving fast. I like that horse. All right, so I'm not going to criticize uh, Steve Hartman, the CBS anchor or host, broadcaster that put that together, reporter that put that together, but I do like his choice of words. Strangely, and perhaps in part, there's nothing strange about it. And it's not perhaps in part, it's because of the dad showing up. But again, I don't want to criticize him. The CBS story also made no mention of the race of the dads. 
I actually kind of respect that decision. In such a short, condensed story, it would be difficult to unpack the significance of the race of the fathers. But if you look at that video, the dads appear to be all or at least predominantly black. Statistics show that black kids are denied the male energy vaccine at a substantially higher rate than all other racial groups. More than 70% of black kids are born to unwed parents. Just think what would happen if corporate media focused on the importance of the male energy vaccine as much as it focuses on the COVID vaccine. Young people have a 99.9% .9 chance of surviving COVID-19. Surviving without their dads in the home? The outcomes are catastrophic. You're far more likely to end up in jail, drop out of high school, suffer depression, experience sexual assault, produce out of wedlock kids, join a gang. The list goes on and on and on. The negative outcomes from the lack of the uh, male energy vaccine is incredible. But there's almost no discussion about it. We need a mandate. Capital M, capital A, capital N, as in Nancy. We need a male energy vaccine mandate. That's the vaccine, that's the mandate that could save America. There are no negative side effects to men responsibly doing the job they were assigned, shepherding and discipling young people and families. Male energy passed the clinical trials thousands of years ago. The Old Testament of the Bible says, male energy achieved approval from the FDA, Father-Dad Association, in the book of Genesis. What would a man date look like? The government should penalize and tax corporate media, Hollywood, and the music industry for promoting the lie that the world would be a better place without men. The federal government should find ways to financially reward men for answering the call to duty. Let's give men stimulus checks for joining dads on duty rather than handing people money for sitting at home and doing nothing. The nonstop promotion of a matriarchal culture is the anti-vax movement. Feminist leaders are vaccine deniers. YouTube should be removing and demonetizing videos that contain misinformation about the necessary role of men in healthy societies. Let's stop the lies. I admit men are not perfect, but society will not be improved by diminishing our responsibilities and roles. The key to improving society is making men live up to their responsibilities and play the role designed by God. I get it, some of you listening to me right now are non-believers, even as an atheist. Surely you understand the importance of male leadership, masculinity, and strength. Surely you realize there's a difference between biological men and biological women. I'm not having an argument about superiority. 
It's an argument about capacity, roles, and responsibilities. Women, just for an example, they weren't gonna build the Panama Canal. Men did. Men died and suffered doing it. That's just one example. But the thing we're living with today, black boys are dying and suffering in America because they're being denied the male energy vaccine. They're growing up in a culture dominated by the matriarchy. The matriarchy has been placed on an improper pedestal. Corporate media is trying to convince us that Stacey Abrams is the modern day Martin Luther King Jr. Her voter drives are going to take us to the promised land. A vote is more important than a father in the home. No one with an ounce of common sense and an elementary understanding of history believes any of that. You can't sustain a prosperous neighborhood, city, state, country, or school system without intact families led by dads and moms. Corporate media spends hours upon hours talking about the responsibility of police officers to protect and serve the people in their communities. CBS gave two minutes on dads. Two minutes focused on 40 men volunteering to protect and serve the kids in their community. We got two minutes on the black scene. The public is thirsty for a conversation about the responsibilities of men and fathers. That's why the CBS video went viral. Everybody, none of this is any kind of secret. This isn't strange. This isn't perhaps in part. Everybody knows what's going on in American society and American culture. Men have been diminished and removed and replaced in their primary roles and responsibilities. The problem is pervasive throughout America. It's most acute within us, those of us that are black, but it's all over America. Men are hiding in little corners, under their desk, at home. Oh, we need more matriarchy. We need more women leadership. That's the cure, or that's the solution for America. No, it's not. It's our job to lead. I don't care if that makes me sound sexist. I, I saw a video from uh, Tony Evans, uh, a couple of weeks ago, where he was saying uh, some things that aren't popular in PC culture. And Tony Evans made the point like, hey man, I'm not here to be popular. I'm here to be biblical. And so if me coming at things from a biblical perspective upsets you. I don't care. I don't care if I'm not popular. I don't care if my thoughts aren't popular. I don't care that many of you men are cowards, punks, and think hopping on board with the matriarchy and Stacey Abrams and Keisha Lance Bottoms and Kamala Harris, all that's gonna save us because you're a punk and don't wanna live up to your responsibilities. I'm not a punk. They wanna sit on TV and the police this and the police should do this and the police need better training. 
like there's no other side of the story. Like these damn kids need better training. And it starts with daddy doing his job. The primary police officers of young people should be mom and dad. It's their role, it's their responsibility to be officer friendly. Moms and dads have to patrol homes, neighborhoods, and schools. One of these police officers is derelict in his duty, and that's dad, and that's men. That's why I love the name Dads on Duty. We have to answer our call of duty. We have to return to the role that was designed for us. We have to man up. And these guys in Louisiana have manned up. And we need more than two minutes information about them. The mainstream media and the BLM, LGBTQ, CRT, Alphabet Mafia want to convince you the government should be our daddy and that America would be a much better place if we ingested more feminine energy and empowered the matriarchy. Check out our schools, our failing schools. They're overrun by women and the matriarchy. There's no respect for authority. Schools are drowning in emotion and misguided aggression. Small handful of dudes showed up at a school in Louisiana and flattened that curve with their mere presence. A mandate is all that's necessary to fix America. And I ain't talking about a COVID mandate. I'm talking about those of us with balls between our legs standing up and doing what we're supposed to do. That's what that story in Louisiana is about. See, I, look, hats off to CBS for showing any of it, for spending two minutes on it. Hats off to them, congrats. Steve Hartman, love you to death, fabulous. CBS, whoever's in charge over there, great for doing it. But I'm glad that I can spend the next 30, 45 minutes, hour if I want to, expounding on their little two minute expose about the power of men. If we're willing to do our jobs, if we get up off our knees and quit letting the alphabet mafia bully us into being cowards, bully us for tapping into our emotions and feminine energy and all that. How about getting up off your ass, going to a school, and just walking the hallways, and being responsible to make sure that your kids can get educated while they're in a school and won't be running around fearing that they gotta fight other kids just to survive in school. Hat tip to CBS, I wish that the other television networks, NBC, Fox News, uh, ABC. Every day they should be putting out videos about men doing their job and what happens once we do our jobs. We talk about a vaccine that can fix some things. These, <laughs> and again, <laughs> the, the beauty of it is, as you can look at the Michael Lafitte, I said, they said, you ain't even got to be in good shape to do this job. 
Just show up. That's what I was literally in this conversation this weekend about the whole key to life is just showing up. Success in a job. Have you shown up and have you shown up on time? Everything else will fall into place after that. Literally, just being present makes an incredible day. I didn't understand this when I was a kid because when I was in college, I, I damn near skipped more classes than I went to. And my grades suffered because of it. But 90% of the battle in anything is just showing up. This isn't hard. So hats off to CBS, hats off to the the dads. I'm going to bring in Leonidas Johnson to talk about it. And then we're going to bring in Shamika to get a female take on it. But first, I want to tell you about uh, my good friends at Good Ranchers. When is the last time you think you had American meat? Chances are it's been a very long time. It's been way too long. Did you know that over 80% of grass-fed beef sold in the U.S. is imported from overseas? That's not the case for my friends at Good Ranchers. They've traveled the country on a mission to help American families and American farmers. How? By working together with local farms and ranchers and shipping straight to your door. GoodRanchers.com is a safe and convenient way to order your meat. They save your family money and help the American farmer. GoodRanchers.com delivers American craft beef and better than organic chicken. They have T-bones, fillets, strips, gourmet burgers, and more. And at half the price of online competitors, you get the steakhouse quality you deserve at a price every family can afford. Go to GoodRanchers.com to buy now or subscribe today and save 20% off. Subscribing brings the cost down to less than $5 per meal. Plus, right now, get an additional $20 off and free express shipping if you go to GoodRanchers.com slash fearless or use code fearless at checkout. That's $20 off and free express shipping at GoodRanchers.com slash fearless. Again, when I keep talking about just show up, just do a few little simple things and you can help improve America. You can support a point of view in the media that reflects your point of view. All you got to do, go to your web browser, goodranchers.com slash fearless. Boom. Use fearless at checkout. Boom. You've now taken a step. You've now shown up in this cultural war that we're waging. You've now just signed up to be a fearless soldier. I need you to do this. I need you to support the people that are supporting me and this show. All right. Let's roll out uh, to Ohio and bring in a soldier in the fearless army, uh, Leonidas Johnson. Uh, you just heard me rant and rave about dads on duty. Uh, and and <laughs> the, I, I got to tip my hat to CBS, but I did kind of giggle at the way they presented it. Like, and strangely, things changed. And perhaps it was in part to dads actually doing their job. What a novel concept. <laughs> Men doing what they're supposed to do, and it produces positive results. Hmm, I never thought that was possible. Are, are you as shocked as perhaps CBS was that men could actually make an impact just by showing up? 
No, not, not at all. I mean, how many times have we talked about this? We need men in our society. And when men show up, these things are going to happen. I mean, it's not a surprise. You, you, you listed off uh, some of those statistics in your monologue. Uh, kids are more likely to uh, live in poverty. They're more likely to have all these negative social outcomes, more likely to end up in prison. I mean, name a social negative social outcome and you can find a correlation with lack of male presence in that kid's life. Uh, I mean, it's not always, but most of the time you're going to find that correlation to be there. So yeah, men showing up, that's, that's it. All you have to do is be there, be that presence, be that masculine energy, like you said. And yeah, those things happen. So it's, it's crazy because I, I, I feel like uh, and I, there's this quote by, by G. Michael Hopf where he talks about how uh, hard times create weak men, or hard times create strong men, excuse me. Hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. And so we have this constant loop of where uh, strong men step up and they step up to the plate and they create those good times. And then the good times create, <laughs> yeah, create the weak men. And then the weak men are out here creating the hard times. And that's where we are, Jason. That's where we are right now. We're in a society where weak men are creating these hard times and we need those strong men to step up and to be that presence. And like you said, all they have to do is just show up and be there. You know, one of the things that when I see a story like this, and, and again, I, I, I don't want to take shots at CBS, but I, when I think about the stories that major networks give and the time that they'll give to certain stories, and then how little time this story got, and, and, and I'll be interested to see if any other networks follow up, uh, I, you know, I would love to see these dads on every television network uh, across the country because we will spend hours talking about, man, the police need to be retrained, the police need to do this, the police need to do that. And so, and we've been having this conversation for eight to 10 years about the failure of police. And, and how often in that conversation does anyone discuss, well, you know, the victim actually didn't have a dad in his life or a good relationship with his dad, and, and that maybe there's something on the other side of this equation that contributed to this tragedy as well. It's never discussed in corporate media, but it's constantly discussed in people's private conversations away from cameras and microphones. That, 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 and so when I was looking at the story CBS put out, I was like, yeah, this is what uh, people talk about all the time. I was talking to Corey about it, about our high school. Corey and I went to the same high school, about 20, 30 year gap in between our time there. But at my high school, we used to have a dad's program where dads would show up in school and assist the, the faculty or whatever. The issue, of dads and men being present is so pervasive, why isn't it talked about in corporate media? Well, I mean, our society's got to this point, and, and you mentioned this already a little bit, it's we treat government like our daddy, right? Like we, to come to this point where we can admit 
that yes, kids need that father presence uh, where we don't have this uh, feminist kind of energy that can run our society. That's just not going to work. There's this idea that we don't need men to fulfill that role. So I think I think people in the media have a hard time admitting that. So that's probably why CBS was surprised and why they didn't, they only devoted, I'm surprised they divided, they devoted two minutes to it, but you know, I'm, they were probably surprised and they didn't want to put too much energy into that because nobody's going to want to admit that yes, we do need strong men in our society. And that completely just upends the narrative, you know? And I, I, I wonder at some point if it's just human nature. I wonder if uh, we just got to this point, like that quote that I said, if we're just, if things are just too, have just gotten too good and we just get too complacent. And I think about how that translates, not just here, but to everything in our society, like like liberty, for instance, like we take liberty for granted because uh, yeah, we've never been tested. We've never had to really fight for it like people in other countries. You know, people come here from uh, actual oppressed countries and they understand understand the value of liberty. They understand how precious it is, much more so than Americans do. So we get to this point where we don't value those things and we forget how to fight for them. And I wonder if it's the same thing with masculinity and fatherhood and manhood, if it's just gotten to a point where, uh, you know, we've, we've allowed this feminism movement to move forward and allowed it to take over our society. And again, creating those hard times. And we've forgotten how to fight. We've forgotten what's worth fighting for, and we've got forgotten how to fight for it. I'm not sure if you can relate to this, Leonidas, because you're kind of from small town Ohio growing up. Uh, but I'm from Indianapolis, relatively major city. and. Uh, This weekend, when I was at home in Indianapolis, me and my mom were having a discussion about the prevalence of what I call house husbands. There used to be housewives. Now, and it's becoming really acute, I think, with this uh, stimulus checks everywhere and people kind of being incentivized uh, not to work, that I'm looking at uh, more and more house husbands, guys that actually have accepted a secondary role in their relationship, and, and secondary is the wrong word, have, have adopted basically a role that used to be for women. And, and, and I think I'm starting to see a prevalence not a prevalence, but more and more what I call house husbands. They cook, they clean, they sit at home, their wives, girlfriends or whatever work. And, and, and I'm just like, I look at it and go, I don't know if we can recover from the matriarchal culture we've established, particularly among uh, black people here in America, I do think the feminist movement is trying to expand it out across the board, across all demographics, but it's an acute issue for us in the black community. And I'm just wondering, can we recover from it? Is there a way back? Well, we have to remember what manhood means, what masculinity means. I I don't necessarily have a big problem with 
uh, with men staying home uh, and and doing you know housework and things like that. I I I don't think that's an, that's much of an issue, but the man has to be the spiritual head of the household. I think that is what's necessary. Um, and I think that's what's missing is that men have lost that that sense of being the head of the household and uh, being the leader and the protector of the family uh, and taking more of a, you know, you said a secondary role. I would say I would say more of a submissive role in the relationship. And how you how you recover from that is you have to get back to the word. You have to get back to the Bible and 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 recognize what the man's role is supposed to be in the kingdom of God, because we are supposed to mimic uh, what who God is in our relationship. You know what I mean? Like not saying that we're God in the household, but I'm saying we're supposed to mimic Jesus and be the head and lead that way through love and, and whatnot. And, and we're supposed to have that kind of relationship. So if we don't have that, then everything else is going to fall apart underneath of it. So that would be the first step is you have to line back up with the word and line back up with God and understand what the what the role was supposed to be for man in the kingdom of God. And then everything else will follow from that. Let me ask you this, Leonidas, you've said something interesting. I don't want you to run away from it, but I am going to push back. Can you be the spiritual head of the household, the leader of your household, if you're not the primary financial provider in your household, it, it seems like that would be tough to pull off. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. Um, I'm just saying that I don't necessarily have an issue with like just from from my standpoint. I mean, I, obviously I work in things and um, but my wife works, too. And we make about the same amount of money. So I don't see myself being in a submissive role to her. Uh, and we're, we're more of a partnership, you know what I mean? So I don't necessarily think that it has to be that way. Um, obviously, it would be more desirable, I think. It would, it would be easier to, to lead, but I, I don't want to say that, that it can't work. You know, I don't, I don't think that it's against biblical principles to say that it has to be that way. But um, that's just my own perspective, but you know, I could be wrong. Well, I, I, I don't back away because one, I think your, the situation you describe between you and your wife is there's some equality as it comes to economic provisions or providing, being providers. That's completely different from what I'm talking about and what I'm seeing. I'm talking about people that are at home, unemployed, and their, their stay-at-home dads. And, mm -hmm. and you know what, if, if there's some kind of physical condition or who knows, maybe your wife just lucked into the greatest job on the planet and, and it, it, only it, would make, it would be crazy for her to abandon her job and, and somebody's got to be there to head to home and the kids or whatever. I, I get that. But what I'm seeing are like people like have like checked out of the workforce and feel like they can't come close uh, to providing anything similar to what their wife can. Again, I, I think that 
the way our education system has bent over uh, in the promotion of, of black girls and black women, they create, like black women are moving up the corporate ladder at a far more rapid speed than black men. And I th that's where I think the role reversal ha has come into play. And, and I think some guys are accepting that and are like, they're good with, you know what? Corporate America ain't for me. The workplace ain't for me. It's, it's, it's more, it's easier for my wife or girlfriend to maintain a job. She's more valued in the workplace than I am. You know what, deuces, I'm gonna sit here at home uh, or I, I, I'm going to take a submissive role to my wife or girlfriend. That's what I think I'm seeing. And, 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 and part of what I'm saying in my uh, uh, monologue and just where these dads don't do it is like, well, if that's the case, at least carry your butt up to these schools and make sure there's an environment where kids can be educated. There's some roles that you have to play and cannot abandon again. If, if, if I wouldn't say abandon your financial responsibilities, but if, if somehow you can't contribute economically in a real way, at least contribute in these other ways uh, that I think men should be stepping up in. Yeah, I, I, I think that's on point. I, I just think that uh, it's not, I'm, I'm more concerned about the fatherhood aspect, I think, that as the, the man being in the home and being a strong father and parent to the kid, and maybe you, and maybe you think that would be more difficult if, um, if the man is not working. Now, you, said, you did say something that I, I think I agree with, is that if it's a conscious, if it's a conscious decision to avoid being the provider, uh, you know, you you don't want to work. You want to stay outside of the workforce. You want to take a more submissive role. Um, obviously, that that would be more of a problem. That's that's intentionally taking that submissive role and intentionally being um, underneath of your wife. And that's not something that I think uh, is is conducive to a a good relationship or, or good uh, even even being a good parent. The you know, like to your kids. Uh, it's not being a good father. It's not giving a good example to your, to your sons. But at the same time, I do think there are situations where, um, it may play out where, where the woman might work more or make more, um, and whatever. And it may, it may be okay. But as long as the, the, the man takes that, that manhood stance takes that position as the leader and the spiritual head of the household. That's the point that I was trying to make. But I think that's what's missing. I think that the fatherhood aspect, like you said, as long as you're showing up to the school and you're showing up and, and being that masculine force in the kid's life, that's what's missing from our society. We need more fathers. We need more people to stand up and raise these kids and teach them how to be men. I'm going to end it on this note, and then I'm going to transition over to Shamika. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is, is what you said there at the end. I think there's been so much of a conversation built around, oh, my God, America's so racist, and the workforce is so racist, and 
my my God, you can't make it. And and I think some of it is true because I've certainly made this argument. Corporate America is really hostile towards men in general right now. But I think, and I've had this debate with white guys and other people, I think corporate America and the work environment is most hostile towards Christian, heterosexual, black men. I, I, I think corporate America, the ideal black male employee is LGBTQ. Would love that, that, oh my God, if we could just check all those boxes and that is the preferred candidate as it relates to a black man with a penis. And I, I've, I've seen it, witnessed it firsthand. Uh, and at some point I'll, I'll get deeper off into a conversation. I don't know how much experience you have in, in corporate America, but through the human resources department, they're generally speaking is the head of the human resources department in these uh, modern American corporations. It's generally someone, someone person of color who has a LGBTQ lifestyle is installed as the head of human resources and they're the gatekeepers for progress. And you have to, if your point of view doesn't match up with all of their thoughts. And so again, which basically eliminate, you have to go into that corporate workplace environment and you have to disavow all your biblical views and Christian views, you can't show any of that, or you're gonna face some hostility on the job from the human resource department. It's gonna be hard for you to even just get through the door. You don't fit the profile. And I've already told you what the profile is. And then if you don't fit that LGBT, you gotta be a strong supporter, you know, just a passionate supporter of all of that, or you're public enemy number one. And, and so I get why some black men are, are, are somewhat giving up on corporate America, but you, you better man up and start your own deal. Man up and start your own business. That's the solution. My father took that solution 50 some odd years ago when he left Chrysler, uh, and, and it still works. Uh, so Leonidas, I, I, I thank you. I'm gonna keep it moving. We're going to get a female take, Shamika. I'm going to let her come in here and call me a sexist pig because <laughs> I'm sure other people are. Uh, but before I do that, I guys want to tell you about ladder life insurance. It makes sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a, why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones you love? If you're asking yourself this question, choose Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for 8 million or 3 million in coverage or less, you just need a few minutes and a phone or a laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time so you'll find out instantly if you're approved. If you prefer to talk to a person, their team of licensed agents don't work on commission, so they'll help you and not upsell you. No hidden fees, cancel anytime, get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days, 
and latter policies have long proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A plus by AM, best. Finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now's the time to cross it off your list. So go to ladderlife.com, that's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash fearless today. If you're instantly improved, that's ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash fearless. Ladderlife.com slash fearless. Uh, time for some Shamoke show, and uh, Shamika Michelle is going to join us from North Carolina. Uh, Shamika, obviously I've been talking about dads on duty down in, in Louisiana. You're a mother of three. Uh, I'm sure you have some thoughts about how effective these fathers seem to have been in Louisiana. Are you surprised at all that a group of dads showing up at a high school can change the whole tenor and tone and tension level in a high school? I'm not surprised at all because I think that men are very important and this is exactly what needs to happen. You know, there's a group called, um, there's a different group that of dads that have been going around in schools. And I think they're in about 7,000 schools now nationwide, but it doesn't seem that they really service predominantly black schools. So I think that this is really fantastic. I'm excited about it. You said that I would get up here and call you a sexist pig, but you know, I'm about two steps from wanting to repeal the 19th Amendment and put women back in the kitchen. So I'm, I'm not going to call you a sexist pig at all. I think that this is exactly where men need to be. Even if it's just taking a day off work, you know, here and there to have your presence in the school, I think it's very important because a lot of the schools are filled with with females now. You know, when I was in high school, we had a male principal. So from the principal to the band director, we had men in the schools. And I think it makes a big difference. I just truly believe that. You know, you, you say that there's an organization that doesn't service or hasn't caught popularity in black schools and, and just I'm sure, or I suspect this is what you think, that's on us in, in terms of like, as black men, it's not like, oh, how come they didn't bring that program here? It's like, how come we didn't start that program for us? These dads in Louisiana have, uh, you know, part of what I'm upset about, or upset's too strong of a word, but this story got two minutes and people were so thirsty for it, it spread like wildfire all over social media, which to me is an indication that if we, people are thirsty for more stories about men stepping up and fixing problems in communities, but, but what we're fed from the media is a constant diet of, well, here's what the government needs to do, or here's what the police need to do, it's never about what parents need to do, particularly fathers. 
I agree with you. Um, and of course, they could have implemented this before. I'm so glad that they have now. And like you were saying earlier, we need the black scene. We do. And while they're pushing uh, the the other vaccine on kids 5 to 11. This is exactly where we need men to start being pushed in these 5 to 11 year olds. Let's get these drag queens out of story hour in the schools and let's flood the school with men and fathers to to, to take the place because we don't need what's being fed to our kids right now. It's not helping. And the government, that that's not our dad. So yes, I agree that, you know, uh, who was the ABC or CBS, whatever, they only gave them a small amount of time. But people are thirsty because I believe men are ready to step up. And I think that there's a lot of women that are ready to get out of the way. And I'm hoping that, you know, they allow these men to do what they're doing. They don't floral spray it or inject it with estrogen. I need women to just move out the way and let the dads be the dad. You know, when they come home, give them a cold drink a hot plate and some warm you know what I mean let them do what they're doing don't feminize this get somewhere and type up some bylaws or something for the men and just move out the way let them do what they are supposed to do you know you made an interesting point about the schools are bringing in drag queens uh the whole LGBT movement and come, let's let them be role models and teach our kids about that lifestyle. And every school seems to be into that. And, and I mean, they're having drag queen story hours at public libraries for little kids. And I, I, let's bring in some kings and put them on a pedestal, uh, particularly in the communities where we know there is an absence of fathers and male role models. That's what kind of blew me away about the story is that CBS presented like, oh man, this is shocking. Look at how quickly things changed and, 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 and perhaps it's because of the, everybody knows this is the solution. That injecting men back into their families, injecting men back into their neighborhoods in leadership positions, not in these submissive uh, positions. Everybody knows this is a solution, but everybody seems afraid to talk about it because I get, they're fearful, I guess, of being called sexist or not being popular over social media. Why is everyone afraid to talk about the real solution, the vaccine, and particularly the black scene why are we afraid to talk about that? I think because for so long we've put men's nuts on chopping blocks, you know, and we have really pushed feminism. And there's someone that said it takes 15 years to demoralize a generation. If we look at what's been happening, the second wave of feminism came in around 1960. So if you think about it, you know, like my parents, my mom was raised in an era where we just pushed feminism and you had all types of women, most lesbians, in my opinion, from Lily Tomlin to Nikki Giovanni that just didn't really like men. So we've had a couple of generations now that feel like men are not the answer. And so 
when I talk to men, a lot of them are just afraid to really put their foot down and step up because they know they're going to be criticized. They know that they're going to be chastised. And women such as myself have sat quiet for so long because we know we're going to be ridiculed. You, A lot of women don't want to be called the pick me. But guess what? It's the pick me's that are getting picked. And it's the ones that are complaining that are sitting at home playing with their cat or their dog. So I think it's just really time for people like you, people like myself to speak up and, and just give these people a voice to say this is what's right and this is the way to go. Because again, we talk about these people, you know, coming in, doing these story hours. I've been saying after a while, they're going to come after the three little bears. It's not going to be mama bear, papa bear, and baby bear. It's going to be two mama bears. They're not going to have a baby bear because they think they don't need men. And Goldilocks is going to be somewhere filing a 40-year-old uh, Me Too claim. You know, it is time for men to just step up and women, we got to be the cheerleaders. That's why I like, you know, we're the cheerleaders for this uh, fearless army of men that you are building and leading because we have to start telling these women, sit down, back up, and let the men be the men. Shamika, you were married for a while, a, lo a long period, and now divorced. What, what happens with a lot of women is they go, th you know, their marriage falls apart to, to the baby, the father of their kids, and that creates a bitterness and a, perhaps a distrust of men. Why hasn't that happened to you? You know, I just feel like, you know, this is what me and my ex-husband say. We're still on the same team. We just switch positions. Neither one of us had the tools to really make the relationship work, but we don't hate each other. And I realized how important he was. You know, I was told you have to separate somebody's lack from their worth. And just because he wasn't the best husband, it has nothing to do with how great of a father he is. And I tell even my kids, if he wasn't the man and the father that he is, I could have never been the mother that I am. So I will forever be grateful for him. And, you know, it does create bitterness for a lot of women. But for me, I am not independent. And without him, I could not be sitting here right now. So I'm very appreciative of that. I acknowledge it. And, and I, I'll spread the word, the word, you know, far and wide that men are important and we need men. I'm so glad that I was not bitter because he may not be in our girl's life if I was. A lot of times we tell men, you need to fight harder to be in your children's life. I disagree with that. You shouldn't have to fight at all to be in your kid's life. That should be automatic and every woman should want that. If you're not, if they're not abusing your child, why wouldn't you make it easy for the man to be there to actually be a father to these kids. So I don't think men should ever have to fight to be in a child's life. The woman should make it completely easy and they should be able to do what's best for the child at all times. Uh, Shamika, I think I covered everything that I wanted to cover. Let, did, did, did you get to say all you wanted to say? 
Well, you know, I can sit here and ramble all day when it comes to just pushing men and cheering men. I'm just a, a cheerleader by by nature, and I think most women are. So don't ask me if I've covered everything. I'll be up here 30 minutes later still saying the same thing. Let's go. Let's do it. Take, the, <laughs> take your place. <laughs> Thank you, Shamika. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Shamika Michelle, the Smoke Show. Uh, Shamok Show. All right, uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, Delano Squires and Steve Kim, two smartest guys on the show. Uh, we're going to have the artist behind the number one song, Let's Go Brandon. Uh, well, he'll be here tomorrow as well. Uh, and I'll have an update uh, on Uncle Jimmy's uh, transition to Aunt, Aunt Jimmy. I'm sorry, I'll have an update on. Uncle Jimmy's uh, report uh, back from the doctor. I think he's doing well. Uh, he, he went in for a checkup. Keep him in your prayers. Uh, I think I hear tomorrow in my ear. So that means we'll see you tomorrow. I just want, I wanna be, I just.